Hey y'all, and welcome back to Hot Takes with Kate. I am so excited for today's episode. I am doing a solo episode for the first time on the podcast. Uh, Am I nervous? Maybe a little bit, but I hope I can really just speak truth in this podcast and that the Holy Spirit really just speaks through me um, to whoever's listening. Um, We're going to be talking about spiritual warfare, uh, and if you don't know what that is, don't worry. We're going to talk a lot about it, but I'm so excited, so let's get into it. Welcome back to the podcast. I know it's been quite some time um, since I have posted an episode. Um, Life has just been super hectic. And if you don't know, I do all this editing, recording, everything on my own. (laughs) So it's a lot of setup. It's a lot of work. um, And I'm so happy to do it. I love doing it. It's a great side hobby, side hustle. um, And I get to talk about Jesus. So I can't complain. But... Um, this is my first solo episode. Uh, hopefully I don't get awkward, nervous or anything like that. Um, but I kind of wrote some notes for myself. Um, and I'm just going to think of it as having a conversation with one of my guests that I usually have. Um, so I'm going to start off with not a hot take. Um, but what is spiritual warfare? You're probably thinking, oh, here we go again, the crazy Christians talking about this fight between good and evil and uh, the supernatural um, spiritual world. And listen, I get it. It sounds crazy, Um, but people are going through it. You may be going through it and you don't even know it. Uh, I went through it and I'm going to talk about my experience with that. Uh, but yeah, it's quite the, um, experience to say in one way or the other, but, um, basically what spiritual warfare is, is it is, it's a fight between good and evil spirits. Um, when God created the world, he created man and woman and, um, it was Adam and Eve. It was a male and a female and, Uh, They were tempted in the garden. Uh, God created this garden and um, he was with them and um, he left them alone in the garden at one point and he said to them, don't touch, take any fruit from this one tree. And they said, okay, easy enough, right? It sounds so simple. God gives us commands and it sounds so simple. But the enemy came and tempted them and they ate the fruit from the tree that they were not supposed to eat it from. Um, But you might be saying, well, I wouldn't have done that, but they didn't know that if they ate from that tree, that they would be made imperfect and that the world would be made imperfect. God did not design it that way, but that is what happened. God gave them free will. God always gave us free will, which is the most loving thing ever. Now you might say, how is that loving? Well, Think about it. If you have someone that you're in a relationship with, friendship, romantically, and they want to control your life, would you say that's loving? I wouldn't say that's loving. But that is how God designed it. That's how he thought through it. He wanted us to have the free will to choose whether to listen to him or to not. And Adam and Eve did not. And then there came what everyone knows as the fall. 
And the fall is basically saying that we are all sinners and that there is going to be this constant fight between good and evil on earth. And that is what we are now experiencing today. And you might, you might say, well, that sounds absolutely crazy. <laughs> and it does sound crazy. Um, and there's a lot of history to it. I could really go into it, but I'm also not, I didn't go to theology school. So, uh, I wouldn't say I may be the expert on that, but, um, I do know the basics of it and the story behind it and why we are in spiritual warfare today. Um, so that is kind of the overview of spiritual warfare, how it started, um, And yeah, you know, just to remember that God gives us free will. And I honestly believe that that is the most loving thing. If you create something, um, if you created a project, if you created a movie, uh, you wouldn't want to force people to watch it, force people to do something, right? Like there would be no point in that. People wouldn't be there for the right reasons. And so God gives us a free will to follow him. Because he wants us to rejoice in him. He wants us to be glad that we are following him. And if we're not, then what's the point? There is no point. So that's kind of the background as to why we have free will. um, And kind of the thought process and how to maybe think about that another way. So I usually do start off with a hot take. And we're about to get into that. So now that I've kind of explained a brief overview of spiritual warfare, which we're going to get into into much more detail, um, my hot take around this topic is we are not guaranteed anything on earth or in this world. Sounds very harsh, but give me a minute to kind of go through it. Um, I want to start off with a verse in response to the... (laughs) I cannot talk in response to that. John 16, 33 says, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace, in the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And I think I just wanted to read that to just say, yeah, we're going to have really tough times in this world. We're going to fall short. I've fallen short more times than I can count. Um, And just know that, We are imperfect as humans and we live in an imperfect world, but we're also not guaranteed perfection. We're not guaranteed um, all these things that the world tells us is so perfect and lovely and, um, you know, having lots of money or, you know, all these great things that so called make us happy. Um, we're not guaranteed any of that. We're not guaranteed a husband. We're not guaranteed a wife. We're not guaranteed, uh, a family. We're not guaranteed, um, a really big house. Uh, we're not guaranteed, uh, this multi six, seven figure job or income. And I just want to be really realistic about that. Um, because we shouldn't expect any of those things. All of those things are blessings and they are gifts. You know, we just celebrated, Thanksgiving and um, we talk about all the things we're thankful for and so many people say I'm just so thankful for the people around me and yeah that's such a blessing because they they were people brought into our lives as gifts and as blessings um, to build us up and make us more fruitful um, 
in our life and in our experiences. And so I think we just have to be thankful for the things that we are given and not focus on the things that we don't have because the only thing that we're guaranteed is eternal life with God in heaven. And just know that this earth is so temporary. Um, time is temporary. And um, yeah, lean on God. If you don't believe in God, um, he will get you through anything. Um, he has already overcome the world as um, John sixteen thirty three just said. Um, but take heart in him and he will hold on to you close. He will um, get you through all the tough times. He will uh, make sure that you can only bear what you can handle. Um, and yeah, he, he's the most amazing thing you have in your life. And he is constant. He's never going away. He's never changing. And uh, the world is constantly changing. People are changing. Theories are changing. Laws are changing. His law is always constant. And so if you need something constant and purposeful in your life, this is it. The word of God is it. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to state that um, clearly off that hot take because I know um, that may have come off a little harsh, um, but to find identity in something other than the things of this world or in people of this world is so important. Another verse that I wanted to bring up um, that I kind of just touched on is uh, 1 Corinthians ten thirteen, and it says, No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind, and God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted. He will, he will also provide a way out so you can endure it. And that has just been so relevant in my life in so many different ways. Um, when I have been in situations where maybe I thought this is a gift from God, um, we don't even realize it, but the enemy disguises um, himself into a quote-unquote gift uh, he's very good at it. He's very sneaky. Um, but the outcome of that quote unquote gift is it's not, it's not great. <laughs> say. Um, it's maybe chaotic. Um, it's not best for you. It's not best for your mental health. It's not best for your physical health. Um, and you really just have to look at the outcome of those situations. Um, because God's outcome, even though it might be hard in the moment, or it may seem like it, it, this doesn't seem like a gift, um, the outcome is still better than the outcome the enemy has for you. Um, and so I just wanted to touch on that as well. Um, but yeah, I think God has given me ways out uh, when I haven't even noticed or haven't even realized it. Um, I remember when I was in college athletics and I was going through an immense amount of pain from injury that I was eventually medically retired for. Uh, and, um, I would go to my dorm room and I would just pray that God would take me out of this misery, um, which it wasn't supposed to be full of misery. It was supposed to be a joyful time. Um, and I felt like, oh, this is such a gift from God to be in college athletics. But then it felt like it wasn't a gift. 
and uh, I couldn't, I, I questioned God. I'm like, why are you having this happen to me? I was supposed to be, you know, rowing for all four years. I was supposed to be competing um, with these girls and my team, and um, it was supposed to be a family-like dynamic. I had this romanticized version of what it was going to be, and I had all these expectations of what uh, it was going to be like, and, uh, you know, I was thrown at I was thrown into a lot of injury, um, and I wasn't expecting that. And it was painful. Um, you know, I had coaches beating me down mentally as well, and um, it was a really, really hard time. And um, I just remember at one point I was going home for the weekend, and I said to God, and I said, please just help me. I am at my lowest moment. Uh, take, take me out, like, I know it might be hard to walk away from rowing, but Lord, I am in so much pain. I can no longer endure it. And, um, I just felt him or the Holy spirit convict me or say to me, however you want to put it, um, to just serve him first and he'll take care of me. And so (laughs) I think it was the weekend after I just went and did a serving opportunity. I found, um, in the area and I packed lunches for, um, you know, less privileged kids. Um, and I think it was maybe two weeks after that I was medically retired, um, and taken out of the sport. And it was the hardest thing I ever went through. I had an identity crisis, but God also took me out of something that he knew I could no longer endure. And he really provides a way out for you. He knows what you can handle and he's not going to let you go through a situation beyond what you can handle. Uh, And sometimes I think we're stronger than we think we are. Um, I think the world tries to, not the world, the enemy honestly tries to tell us that uh, we're worthless and we can only, um, we can't handle that much. And Uh, you know, it's kind of making us, he wants to make us weak. You know, you wonder why the world has become so weak or why, um, people, there's more mental health issues in the world now than ever. Uh, it's because the enemy is at full attack. I mean, he wants to break us down. He wants to pull us away from God. He wants us to pull us away from everything that's good. And so, I just want to say that, that, you know, you are stronger than you think you are. Um, and your strength can be found in Jesus. He will give you the strength that you need, um, no matter what. And so, um, I just want to encourage you with that kind of off that. Um, one thing that my mom always raised me and taught me with was that, um, to always put my armor up. You know, if I ever felt weak or upset or um, I reacted poorly to a situation or um, I was unsure about a situation, uneasy about it, to put my armor of God up. And uh, I want to bring up this verse um, about the armor of God. Um, It's Ephesians 6, 10 through 11. Ephesians 6, 10 through 11 says this, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. And, um, you know, what does that mean to actually put your armor of God on? Um, the best advice I can say in doing that, um, is to lean on him, be in the word, um, know the truth. The truth is the biggest 
uh, weapon against the enemy that we have. Um, he doesn't want to hear it. He doesn't want to hear that we are rejoicing in God. He doesn't want to hear that um, he is convicting our hearts and our mouths and our and what we see. Um, and so, uh, yeah, put your armor of God up. Don't let um, what the world is telling you slash the enemy is telling you, um, you know, transform your mind. Um, let the word of God transform your mind because this is the truth. This is your armor. And, uh, it's such a good reminder for me and don't think I'm, you know, all these things I'm saying that I'm perfect at. I'm not. I struggle every single day. Um, and I said this in a previous podcast. I think it was my last one. Um, but JP, uh, from Harris Creek at the time he was at the porch, um, at watermark in Dallas. And he said, don't let the enemy kick you down or what did he say? He said, don't let the enemy kick you down for long. And yeah, you're going to be kicked down, um, by the world. Um, and what the world wants you, how the world, the world wants you to act, how, the, what the world wants you to believe. Um, uh, but don't let that take you down for a long time, you know? Look back to this and reorganize how you were thinking about a situation, um, where your heart posture's at, um, what you're seeking, what you're feeding, um, your mind. You know, I, I've said this before as well. Um, your eyes, your mind, and your heart are all aligned in one. And so what you seek is what you will um, uh, give your mind. Uh, because that's what you're hearing and understanding and that eventually affects your heart and that will affect your behaviors and your habits uh, because how you react to something is where your heart postures at. Um, so if you react poorly to a situation, step back and say, hey, this is my heart is not in the right place right now because that, that's, not, that's not where God wants me to be. My heart is not in the right place. And so just kind of think back to that. Um, but this verse that I also marked this verse with, um, that I think is just so relevant to this whole podcast is, um, for God is not a God of disorder, but of peace. And that's first Corinthians 1433. And wow, does that just say that the enemy wants chaos? Uh, because the world is full of chaos right now. God does not want that. This whole Bible is full of peace and understanding. Um, there's lots of stories of chaos, but how God intervened or Jesus intervened, he brought peace. He brought understanding. Uh, and yeah, that, I mean, that's just where the truth is that, I mean, put your armor of truth on and stand against the chaos. Now I kind of want to get into, um, how spiritual warfare has affected my life. Um, and it's actually very biblical in the ways that it happened. Um, a year ago from Sunday, November 26th, 2022, I decided to get baptized. Now, just kind of background on that. Uh, I was raised Catholic, so I had an infant baptism, um, which in my mind now, I kind of think about that as a dedication into the church and into my faith. Um, but me getting baptized last year on November uh, 26th, I think of that as my uh, public uh, 
testimony to how God transformed my life and how I have chosen to uh, pursue a relationship with him. And yeah, that's kind of the reason I decided to do that. Uh, I had prayed a lot about it. Um, and I really didn't want to do it until God convicted me to do it. And I believe that was the moment that he really wanted me to, um, get baptized. Um, but (laughs) you would have thought my life would have been absolutely amazing after I got baptized. Well, it was actually the complete opposite. I started experiencing anxiety. Um, I, and I am not, I, I would say I can get anxious, but I've never really suffered with anxiety probably since maybe, uh, college rowing, but I was able to still, you know, deal with it then. But this is anxiety I have never experienced, um, before. And, um, I still have to counteract it to this day, but, um, I just had never experienced anything like this before. Um, you know, these thoughts would come into my mind that I haven't had these thoughts before of just doubt on myself of thinking the worst of people. And it was a really tough time and things that I just really can't explain. Um, but, um, I really felt like God, I don't know if he was testing me, but the enemy was definitely at me and I knew it. I knew it a lot. Um, and I had asked friends to pray for me. Um, and I started to pray over it and I just, I kept having these horrible feelings and, um, anxious feelings. And there'd be times where I'd just feel so bad that I wouldn't read my Bible. Um, I wouldn't want to go to church. It would just be these forceful acts over and over again. And, um, I want to bring up the story of when Jesus was baptized. Um, and it says in, this is in Luke, um, three and in Luke three, it says, um, in tw- Luke three twenty one it says, now when all people were baptized and when Jesus had all also been baptized and was praying, the heavens were opened and the Holy spirit descended on him in bodily form. Like a dove, a voice came from heaven. You are my beloved son with you. I am well pleased. And so Jesus, um, was baptized and, um, what an amazing thing it was and what an amazing gift it is. Um, in that moment and the days to follow. But, um, for me, it was a few weeks, um, for Jesus. Um, I'm going to read in, uh, Luke four, it says, and this is verse one, um, and so on. Uh, and it says, and Jesus full of the Holy spirit returned from the Jordan and was led by the spirit in the wilderness for 40 days being tempted by the devil, and he ate nothing during those days, and when they were ended, he was hungry. And the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to be bread. And Jesus answered him, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone. And the devil took him up all the kingdoms took him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time, and said to him, to you I will give all authority and their glory, for it has been delivered to me, and I will give it to whom I will. And if then, if you then will worship me, it will be all yours. And Jesus answered him, It is written, You shall worship the Lord of you shall worship the Lord your God, 
and him shall you and and him only you shall serve and um it goes on to say you know how jesus is tempted by the devil um at least 40 days and um you know the enemy makes all these things look really marvelous and um it looks like he's really giving him a gift right here's all the kingdoms of the world you can have all of it if you worship me and um right like the enemy will present things to us oh this looks really good you know you should do this right because it'll make you feel good but right the outcome's not always stated the outcome would have to be that we worshiped him no we should not worship the enemy because that means eternal life and suffering if you worship god that means eternal life in heaven in worship in goodness in glory like it is the most beautiful thing things that we can't even imagine um and so um that's kind of what happened to me which is just even more reason and conviction as to why i should have gotten baptized um, but when I read this, I realized why I was going through spiritual warfare. Jesus had gone through it. And it's almost that relatability that Jesus has with us. Um, when we dive into his word, um, you know, Jesus went through hard times. People rebuked him. Um, he was nailed to a cross. He was killed. He was slaughtered. And, um, yeah, there, there's so much relatability in Jesus. Um, and we don't even know it. There's less relatability in the enemy. I mean, he wants us to think that everything um, bad is good. And he makes it look good. Um, But right, just going back to what's the outcome of that situation. Um, And I hope that's encouraging. I don't know if anyone had gotten baptized and experienced something similar. um, But that was something that I really experienced and. Um, a few months, even after I got baptized, I had a person come into my life and it seemed like this gift from God. Um, and I continued to pray over that. And I said, God, if this is going to, um, this person is going to cause me to sin more, take them out of my life. And he did, he took them out of my life and I was mad at God. Um, the enemy found me in a weak point, um, where I thought it was going really well. And then God shut that door. Um, and really it was just a false um gift from the devil um and it i just want to reiterate the bible tells us that um that happens um and it is in verse second corinthians eleven fourteen, and it says this no wonder for even satan disguises himself as an angel of light so it is no surprise if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness their end will be their end will correspond to their deeds and uh yeah that's just because even back to the outcome of how you respond and how you handle a situation um the enemy can make things look really um he can make them (laughs) look like angels he can make things look um like it's sent from god um but one thing um that i learned from that situation was to pray for discernment Um, God will give you discernment if a situation is good or not. And if you were praying to, for him to close the door, you have to be prepared for him to actually close the door. I didn't think he was because I felt like there were all these signs that this was from God and it wasn't. And, um, you know, I just want to say that, um, yeah, the enemy can disguise himself 
to make something seem like it is from God, but it's not. Um, the only things that we know are from God are written in the word of that he gave us. Um, and that's the Bible. And so um, if you're ever questioning a situation, um, look back to this. He'll give you the right answer. Um, he always does. Um, but yeah, we're going to get mad at God. Don't think you're not. Um, you know, especially if you have lost a loved one. Uh, yeah, it's understandable that you've been mad at God. You know, why would he let that happen to you? Um, but just know, it just goes back to, you know, this earth and everything in it is so temporary. Um, you know, our life is so short, right? You hear that saying life is short. Yeah, it is because it's so temporary. Um, but continue to lean on God because he's going to give you eternal life with him. And that eternity is going to be so beautiful and loving and, um, joyful that, um, you just don't want to experience, experience anything other than that. Um, don't, you don't want to spend eternity in suffering. Um, I know I don't, um, and I don't want to give the enemy any attention. Uh, he doesn't deserve it. Um, the only one that deserves my attention is God. Um, and, uh, I have really learned that this year. Um, and yeah, I know that I'm going to fall over and over again, but, um, God is going to remain faithful and true and, um, he's going to test us. And, um, I read today it was in, let me look, Matthew 15, he's with his disciples and, um, he's walking and, uh, this woman comes up to him and she just starts begging to him, please heal my daughter. Uh, she's demon possessed. And, uh, he actually ends up testing her and questioning back to her, you know, why, you know, oh, well, I think he uses a, a metaphor, a parable. Um, Jesus tended to do that a lot. Um, and she stood true in her faith and she said, no, I know you can do this. Um, you know, I, I will glorify you and serve you. And um, he admired her faith. And um, I think that's just so beautiful that when we are tested, uh, God admires us when we stand firm in our faith. And, uh, that's my encouragement to you as it was to me this morning. Um, when we are tested, are we going to stand firm in our faith? And that's the question that I'm going to be asking myself, um, this week and so on. Um, because we're going to be tested a lot. Um, and sometimes it might be harder than others. Um, but think of that woman, um, when she was in desperate need, God, will honor the desires. He ended up saying, I will honor that. I honor that desire that you have. And he healed her daughter. And, uh, just know that when you stand with him, he will honor the desires of your heart if they are for him. Um, and, uh, yeah, just sit and be with him. Um, it goes on to uh, tell the story of when he's walking along the Sea of Galilee and he goes up to the mountain and uh, there's a crowd that follows him and they go and they sit and they listen and they hear uh, the truth that he wants to give and um, he also heals many of them um, and they sit there for three days no food um, no water and uh, well I don't know if there was no water but there was no food and um <laughs> Jesus says at the end of the three days to his disciples, um, I don't, we have to leave, but I don't want to leave them hungry. And he says, what food do we have? 
and uh, the disciples say, we have seven loaves of bread and a few fish. And then the number seven is very significant in the Bible. Um, Seven signifies um, completion and perfection. Um, And in that moment, um, God made the seven loaves of bread and the few fish um, into many to feed all of the 10,000 plus people um, in the crowd. And um, that's really the fullness of God's provision for all his people. Um, You know, he provides when we need it most. And um, if you're in a season of just trying to understand a situation, um, for me, that might honestly be singleness. Um, Just sit, be with God, and hear what he has to say. Um, And he will provide what you need when you need it most. And that is the biggest encouragement I can give at the end of all of this spiritual warfare talk, um, just sit still with God. Uh, it's so important. Even when you don't want to, uh, you never regret it after you do it. Um, if you've never read the Bible, start reading the Bible. See what happens. Give yourself six months to a year of just reading the Bible uh, and see what happens, how your heart is convicted. Or if it's not, uh, that's okay. Um you know, God says, you don't have to follow me. That's the gift of free will, which I talked about in the beginning. Um, but yeah, give yourself six months to a year and just start reading the truth. Um, you can listen to these podcasts all you want and they're great. Um, they're great substitutes, but, um, I can't convict you of the word of God and I can't tell you all of the word of God. Only you can read it and only he can convict you. Um, so, yeah, if you feel like you're going through a hard time, look to this. It really is truly the best gift that you will ever be given. So um, that is my take on spiritual warfare. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Uh, We're going to be doing a part two of this. I will be having a guest. So I'm very excited about that. But stay tuned for that episode. And thanks for listening in.